Your greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 309 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we're talking about popping bubbles of the live service variety. Our favorite topic the ABK saga, the PlayStation 5 beta adding some cool new features, talk of the PlayStation 6 game already, all that and so much more. But with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, have you noticed anything new, anything different today, sir? This isn't hey. where I park my car. <laughs> what is going on here? Let's go. Boy, this, this is beautiful. I know. For audio listeners, you don't know this, but I'll let you in on this. Uh, well, when you were like selecting your podcast today and you're like, let's yeah. start the, my day right with the trophy room. Or I started off wrong and I started with like a TED talk and I was like, I need to fix that. Mm -hmm. And then started with the trophy room. We have a new logo. Woo! Everybody's clapping in their car. But keep your hands on your wheels. Ten and two. Ten and two. And alongside oh, you've, that, you've grown so much from the earlier episodes. <laughs> Why? What do you, what you don't do you remember the, the bit where you would purposely tell people to drive through a building because they're listening to the show? Forget the break part. You know, it's fine. I mean, I, I floor it. Now, that said, <laughs> for the video, <laughs> for the video viewers as well, you're in for a treat. This is a whole new backdrop, a whole new overlay, a whole new all the things i want to thank our good buddy uh, zach from reflection co for building all this amazing stuff for us the new intro uh graphic everything is just it looks really good kyle oh, <laughs> like so good so good and if oof. you're wondering like man i would love to wear some of that stuff yeah. coming soon yeah coming soon question mark be <laughs> prepared for next week we're working <laughs> on it we're just two people today has been i think the last few days kyle have been really busy for us because we've had multiple projects that we've been hard at work on uh one of them this logo and graphic and all that good stuff the second one being and now we could finally say it yeah we interviewed jane perry the voice of celine the voice of dana burnward over at the hitman games the yeah. voice of rogue in cyberpunk uh we talk as, all about her Whoa. role in games, acting, yeah. and, and all that yeah. good stuff. She was in her movies with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. And Tom Hanks. like And it, a Keanu. It's incredible. Jane is such a wonderful, lovely wonderful. human being. Uh, we had a great time talking yeah. to her, and we cannot wait for you to, to hear uh, her talk about her job in, of Celine and Returnal next week. Yeah, so, so amazing. What a wonderful human. And uh, it's to celebrate Returnal's PC launch. So, yeah, a whole bunch of great stuff happening, not just this week, not just next week, but in the weeks to come. Again, we got a lot of stuff for you guys. Patreon.com slash PS Room keeps that happening. With that said, Kyle, listen, this week's no slouch either. Mm -mm. And this today, full of events. Like the first question of the night, it comes from Game Together Pod. They write in just like you can too if you head on over to the at PS Trophy Room Twitter or the Trophy Room Discord server. They say or they ask, 
Will any of you watch the Nintendo Direct? If so, and are you recording after the event? What was your most hype announcement slash trailer there? So before we get into like our favorite things we saw from the Direct, mm-hmm. uh, our after show, guess what? It's going to be, we're going to be in the Nintendo Nook. Okay. Ooh, okay. We're going to do a rundown of all the things we've done seen because we've done seen some things game yes. by game, step by step. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind, Kyle. Yeah. What was, I'm going to say, your top game and, and like highlight because I don't want to spoil the whole after show, you know? Yeah. Um. So I think my top game and top highlight are probably. Well, and, and did you watch same. it? I'm so sorry. Of course I did. Like, I, I, love watching direct showcases state of plays whenever they happen sony what's going on where's the showcase state of play come on now i'm tired i'm so tired i'm so tired um (laughs) so i i love doing that like when i am bored and i don't want to watch a movie or hop on a tv or something i would just go back and watch people live react to old e3s oh yeah and directs and stuff i just love watching that stuff um so of course i watched today uh, my highlight in my game is one, is, like I said before, is one and the same. It's the Game Boy announcement. Yeah. Um, specifically the Pokemon trading card game. I have. Oh, such, really? I have such fond memories of that Game Boy game of that, the thing that makes billions of dollars every year. Yeah. Um, and how unfair that game is when the <laughs> coin gets flipped because it always lands against you. Yeah. Uh, that's how I learned to love Pokemon cards was really? that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then wow. afterwards I bought a whole bunch. So I love the fact that they are now embracing the Game Boy. Um, and hopefully we get library. a ton of really great Game Boy library stuff. Cause it's a lot on there. That's just fantastic. I mean, like just give us the original Pokemon games. Yeah. And just they, don't, yeah, come on. They have a treasure trove over there, man. I mean, like, they got we the really Minish did. Cap, which is a Zelda that I've been wanting to play. It's there now. They got a few Game Boy Advance games as well. Like, they got, I believe, the original Fire Emblem there. And the only good Kirby game, I'll say it right here, the original <laughs> Game Boy one. That God is bless. the best Kirby game. God bless. And, and so, like, they have so many, because, you know, portable gaming isn't my thing as I've I've stated multiple times on this show. So like the Vita, as much as I loved it, it wasn't like, and my favorite handheld, it it was something that I appreciated a tremendous amount. But with me in portable gaming, it was just like, I could play this for about 30 minutes and then my ADHD brain goes somewhere else where I feel like the Vita in some respects and then the Game Boy were the only handhelds that really captivated me. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot in that library that they really get to pick from. And my nostalgic side of my brain is just going to go run oh, yeah. over there and what are spend the two bucks a month. Best for... versions of Tetris, the Game Boy yeah. version. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yes, please. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, for me, I you know what was my favorite, my favorite reveal there, actually? It wasn't Metroid Prime Remaster uh, because Dum Dum, you know, Sean Capri over there at the Xbox Drive, uh, just he he's not in it. Like it our was fantasy a bad day league. for them in fantasy critic. Let's yeah, our fantasy. Honestly, the highlight is how many fumbles and mistakes you saw Sean Capri fall in just in this direct alone. There's like yeah. three or four of our games yeah. in our fantasy yeah. league that mm-hmm. are, yeah, and, and one of them. Pikmin Advance Four, Wars, Advance Wars, Sea of Stars, Sea of Stars, which was my yeah. highlight. 
Oh, CSRs looks incredible. It looks incredible. I honestly forgot that was part of the direct. I probably should have yeah. put that in my tweet earlier. Yeah, yeah, it I can't wait. August. What? Yeah, uh, Demo I forgot the actual now. date, but I I was watching uh, the KF live react and mm-hmm. uh, Blessing just said it just looks right. It, yeah. it just looks correct. <laughs> Everything yeah. looks correct. And I could not agree more. It looks like the perfect example of an old school RPG. It's, yeah. oh, can't wait. It, it, it really does. It, it really just looks like they made, you know, Chrono Trigger and they're just like, and it's it's here today. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like exactly. they made it with the, like, no modern trappings. It's just, here it is. It's, I, I can't wait. That being said, though, there is something that Nintendo did. And I'm very curious about your thoughts on it because uh-huh. PlayStation, we get ridiculed all the time. We started this trend. Uh, it's because of this the, that games are so expensive yeah, now. Blah, blah, blah. Sony. Definitely not 2K who started it. But not definitely not 2K or Activision or Ubisoft, all of which yeah, have yeah. their games at $70. But Nintendo has joined PlayStation and the industry at this point with $70 games with Legend of Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom being a $70 game and the collector's edition being $130. I want to know what your thoughts on it are because, you know, this isn't like they came out with the Switch 2, a new piece of hardware that pushes games forward. Mm -hmm. This is just a Switch game, a old piece of tech at this point, and now a new price tag. So I, I, I want to know your thoughts here, man, because a, a lot of people I'm seeing everyone kind of all over the place here. I mean, I my stance on this historically is the same here, where it's about time games raise the price because it makes a, it's a lot of money to make a game. Sure. And yeah, that is a bigger uh, price tag. It, it might hurt the wild a little bit more, but like that's kind of like the world we live in now. Mm-hmm. Um so you kind of have to live with it. But however, since Nintendo is doing it, they better damn well put games on sale <laughs> way more often than they do. The fact that I can still, if if you never played or bought Breath of the Wild, the original game, which was a launch game, yeah. that's still a full $60. Yeah. Like, I, they rarely go on sale ever. Ever. Um. Right. So, I... I know it's it's kind of tough to say that because this is a game that's not even out yet. Sure. And but everybody's like, bank accounts hurting. I get it. it. There's so many Nintendo games that I've held off on buying still because it's just too much money. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's yeah. It, on one hand, it is ridiculous, and then on the other hand, you'll always have the comment will go, "Well, actually, the gaming is more uh, you know affordable than ever before, and because of inflation <laughs> and all that." And um, to me, it's just a sign of the times. Inflation's hitting worldwide. It's not just here in the states. It's in Europe. It's in Asia. It's everywhere. Um, and you're seeing prices go up accordingly because of that. And that's a sucky answer. It's not the answer that I want. I feel like they should be taking, taking the hurt on it, but it makes sense in that department though. Do I feel in my heart of hearts? It's right. No, because to me, there is no tech being, you know, pushing the software forward. This is the same software just with a, a, a higher price tag and it being, you know, it, it being charged because they know they can charge that much. 
but I'm also of the of the mind of like, if you if you think your game's worth a hundred bucks, put it up for a hundred bucks. If you sure. think your game's worth forty bucks, put it up forty bucks, and the market's gonna yeah. decide whether that's right or whether that's wrong. But I think Nintendo saw the tea leaves from everyone else doing it and going, okay, nobody else has a problem with this, so we'll do it too. And we're Nintendo, so we know we're gonna get away with it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's not like the PS5 or the Xbox series where, you know, you see the, them raise their price of their games by 10 bucks. At least we know that there's tech being pushed behind the the, the, the game that's going to elevate that game playing experience. But it does feel like something along the lines of, you know, the PlayStation uh, being upcharged around the world by like 50 bucks accordingly. Right. So mm-hmm. to me, it's it's a mixed bag. I am not a fan of it, but. I think at the end of the day, Nintendo knows they just get away with everything. Yeah, and they, they truly do. <laughs> and I still see people, some people, people are interesting online, uh, not coming correct and just going, well, this is actually Sony's fault because they're the ones that started this. It's like, ah, all right. Well, ah, mm, not true, but okay. That's it, Kyle. Listen, how, how's it, how's it feel like Joe being a fan of the worst video game company ever made? Yeah, right. You know, isn't isn't right? that like, like everybody's like we're the, the general worst. consensus that uh, that I see online is like you know Thumbs PlayStation is the worst place to play. They yeah. don't have their games are all the same. Yeah, there, over the shoulder, no... third person perspective, uh, yeah. compelling Everything's stories. Everything's a movie. Too many cutscenes. I know. I don't know. It but here weird. we are. Here, here we, we are, are having some of the highest selling, <laughs> highest critically acclaimed games and enjoying our platforms. Isn't that strange? Getting to talk to people like Jane Perry about I her know. performance on one of those games. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. All right. A little saltiness aside. It is time for a little bit of housekeeping. Again, look at the new logo. Look at the new stuff. Oh, we're happy here. I'm very excited. It's been a couple of months since we've been working on this uh so make sure please 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 we put a lot of hard work a lot of effort into making this show the best we know how it really does mean a lot if you rate us a good five stars over on apple Podcasts. if you like this video if you subscribe to it on youtube if you're a youtube watcher or if you're a spotify member go on your mobile device rate us five stars there because it really does help us out it grows this uh, channel and this big beautiful family that we call home here at the trophy room and i want to thank our patrons patrons uh this month our newest one dj hercules at the 80 oh, sorry <laughs> dj hercules 89 at the bronze plus tier i want to thank our platinum producers todd burowitz and toxic i want to thank our gold members brad presnell brent uh, gillian jedi master ren cowboy danger d Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Rayuko Kill 90, Sith Lord 92, Spam and Bamin, Steven Flesh, and Strubles and Bits. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Baldron, Doth Simon the Pie Man. Daniel Welsh, Elo2032, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Indoors, Anaka Chaka. Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, K. Grimm, Lamb Chop 93, Marcus O'Neill, Androsor, Astronaut Junior, not to be mistaken with Astronaut Senior, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, the Aztec King, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, Brenton Zachary, Brenty Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold ET, Tino Six Speed, M. Kyle. 
H85 and Johnson and Sean McKenzie. It's because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS It's the reason why we look so good. Ooh, we sound so great. It's because of your generosity. So if you ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, please, please, please. It really does mean a lot. If you toss a buck our way, uh, it really does keep the lights on and keeps us doing some really, really cool stuff, which I feel like we constantly proof every month. They're like, here we go. We throw it all back into the production of the show. We make sure that we have the best equipment available. We make sure that when our equipment breaks, we got backups. Like all of it here is really because of your generosity. We couldn't do it without you, but now it's finally time, Kyle. Just square up the news. That was an impassioned square up the news show. Cause I'm it tonight. ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Over at GameSpot, Mark Delaney writes, The live service game bubble looks ready to burst. Fortnite is several weeks into the first season of its fourth chapter. In real time, it's been going strong since the summer of 2017. And though Epic doesn't share player accounts by any available metric, it seems to st- still be doing incredibly well. But in the live service world, Fortnite's success feels increasingly rare. While there do exist other major successes in the pocket of the games industry where studios operate one one game for years on end, many others are closing their proverbial doors for good, which is extremely scary both for players worried about gaming history and future developers concerned with the trends they may be tasked with chasing. Can live service games survive modest, modest successes, or must they all be as massive as Fortnite to make it? According to Velan, uh, more than 12 million players jumped into Knockout City in its two years on the market. While that includes months in Xbox Game Pass and a year as a free-to-play game, it boggles the mind to think that even a fraction of those players who are buying into the game's Brawl Pass and optional cosmetics couldn't keep the game going. Most games would love to boast player accounts of the sort, so for Knockout City and games like it to sink despite 12 million players giving it at least a try suggests development teams either have unrealistic expectations to meet or the in-game content for sale wasn't eye-catching enough. Knockout City isn't the only one either. In January alone, we saw the teams behind Last Fall's Brawler Royale Rumbleverse, Apex Legends Mobile, Crossfire X, and even Marvel's Avengers announced closures that each feel premature when compared to their original visions. If Marvel can't survive, maybe there are deeper issues in play here. But even in the best case of a game closing, where the developer's jobs are safe, the disappearance of these games is a devastating blow to game preservation. For many games, living beyond their server closures will be limited to YouTube videos and first-hand accounts from players who got to experience them. We might even live in a post-Fortnite world someday, but it would seem to come on Epic's terms, not the competitiveness of the live service market. So few can sit atop that mountain but for Fortnite, Warzone, Rocket League, and a handful of others. There must be at least some space to survive between industry-defining hits and games hemorrhaging money. From the outside, games like Sea of Thieves, Genshin Impact, Rainbow Six Siege, Warframe, and more seem to have built up communities that can keep them going strong. And yet it feels like so many more come and go, even with fans of their own, tearfully seeing them off. So this is actually a a really awesome feature that I shortened down a little bit. Um, 
and and I, I suggest everybody give it a read again, Mark Delaney over at GameSpot. Um, because over the past few days, we've seen a number of live service games, battle royale games, um, kind of go the way of the Dodo Bird. You know, Rumbleverse being one of the big ones that literally launched back in August, and it was to huge fanfare. Apex Legends Mobile was in development, and it and it died. Crossfire X, okay, and Marvel's Avengers, Marvel Avengers, shuddering. These are, this is pretty, pretty crazy stuff. And, and Knockout City 2 was nothing to scoff at. I loved that game. But these games didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And M9 Prime writes in with an amazing question. They write, with the recent announcement of Rumbleverse and Knockout City being shut down, do you think live service games trend is dying down like the Battle Royale games did before it? Kyle, what are your thoughts here, man? What do you think about all these closures? What do you think about M9 Prime's question of are we seeing the games as service, you know, bubble burst? Yeah, it's 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 very sad, first of all, for these games, because like I enjoyed the hell out of Knockout City. Yeah. That game was so much fun. Um it to me, the first thing that pops in my head is it feels like everybody wanted a live service game because they see the successes of the big dogs and they can see the potential of uh, income coming in, right? Like yeah. a, a steady fan base. And once it never got to the level where they were expecting and hoping, they kind of, that's not the word. I don't want to use the word giving up because nobody ever wants to give up on something that they built and created, but realize that maybe they, their time and resources are better used elsewhere. Yeah. It's unsustainable. It's unsustainable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's super, it's a a super uh, bummer of a thing to read Mm -hmm. and hear. Cause even as a non multiplayer live service person, traditionally, like there are some here or there that I love. Yeah. Um, it goes back to like why I am such a huge physical media owner and like I want to preserve the history of the games that I play and I love and these get shuttered down. There's no way to play them unless somebody goes buys a server and hosts them or something like, yeah, I don't even know if that's possible. It's probably not. Oh, it is. No, it definitely is. Yeah. So like, I I know a few people that work on uh, city heroes and city of heroes has been closed down for like, I think of well past like a decade now. And there are actually people that have servers and actually making original content for that game. They're mega fans. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're preserving it in their own way with even the okay of the developer as mm-hmm. well, which is really awesome to see. And very important too. Very important. It's also important to note the games that are closing here. So, you know, Rumbleverse, uh, and first off, all of it's sad. I'm not yeah. trying to like downplay any of it. Uh, these games being closed, there means probably someone's being laid off. There's refocusing. There's people that, you know, this was a dream to them, right? They're passionate about it. And that, that's dead. And that, I, I know that feeling all too well. It's not a good one. But at the same exact time, when you take a look at Rumbleverse, um, there wasn't much fanfare after the original jump. You know, when we take a look at Apex Legends Mobile, I'm not quite sure 
where that was in development, even if it came out. So that kind of goes to show where that game was. Crossfire X is one of the lowest reviewing games of last year. And Marvel's Avengers came out and there was at the system levels, fundamental problems with that game that they tried their best to salvage, but in the end wasn't able to. Uh, So when I see a lot of these games, I'm like, okay, so a lot of them were okay or just not great. And, you know, the one that hurts me is Knockout City because I think that was a legitimate great time. A lot of these games, it comes down to gameplay loop. Is it going to capture someone for a very long time? Because to go to M9 Prime's question, yes and no. Like, games of service, are they going anywhere? Are they going the way of the Dodo? No. You're going to see more companies try for better or for worse. You know, you're seeing Ubisoft kind of double down (laughs) with that, 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 you know, that logic. Because games are getting way more expensive to make. You know, Jeff Grubb put out a tweet and it's like, we're coming to the point where games need to sell close to 10 million units for them to be just successful. So there's a bigger problem here where games are costing way too much money to get out the door. And I think when it comes to games as service, a lot of people see, you know, the dollar signs that are like, we could do that. Like we got Call of Duty. We got this important IP. We got this cool IP right here that there's a huge fan base, which means there has like there there's a vein that we can tap here and we can help fund other projects for our, our group. And sometimes that's the case with games like Call of Duty, but sometimes you got your Marvel's Avengers. And I think some people, like the the indie-ish studios out there, like Knockout City was, a small team goes, hey, listen, Fortnite existed. Nobody knew what that was. That was a failing game before it was a battle royale. Uh, why not us? And I think that is the bigger of the risk of like just creating the IP and hoping and praying to God that it succeeds. Because to me, at the end of the day... There's only a few and far between that actually come out. You're vying for so much attention. And these You're trying games to get a seat at the to. table. Yeah. The table's full. And and when you have these already huge games like your Fortnites, your Destinies, your War Zones, these massive games, it's so hard to get something that is that that can, you know, pull up a seat to these games. Like look at Halo. Halo is a great example of a fundamental at its core basics, an amazing shooter, amazing arena shooter. And I would argue to anyone, it doesn't matter that it was arena based. A lot of people are like, oh, it's past its prime. No, I don't think so at all. I think there were so many people that loved it, but there wasn't enough hooks in it. There wasn't enough content being rolled out that got people's eyes that got people turning. Look at Fortnite, man. The Witcher came out yesterday. Everybody's on it to go play and, and go get The Witcher. You know, Destiny's uh, uh, um, expansion system consistently works and pays off for them. Overwatch is having an anime crossover. Hell, Fortnite's having an anime crossover. Everybody's speaking Spanish and yelling. Even uh, <laughs> even Warzone gets, like, action movie stars in it. Everyone exactly. So, you know, to me... There, there's a balance between content management. Uh, there's, there's, there's how we roll out content. Is the hook there? It's a magic combination that not a lot of people are able to, to tap into, unfortunately. Yeah, so and- I, I, I don't think it's a bubble that is 
bursted, I think it it is the harsh reality of it's really hard to break in here because you need a perfect formula to stick around. I'm sorry, Kyle, yeah. go for it. No, I was just going to say, like, I think what the big guns got right, the big games, the Fortnite, the Forza, War Zones, uh, um, the, the Sea of Thieves and everything, yeah. when they add things to the games, they're meaningful. Yeah. And the rewards are meaningful and fun to get. Whereas I think why some of these these other ones failed and have to close. Like when I think Marvel's Avengers, why not have multiple heroes? Yeah. Right? Like and I understand those work to make them all feel unique and movesets or whatever, but most of their expansions, if I'm not wrong, felt samey. To a casual casual fan. I bet the hardcore. Yeah, I know, but like yeah, yeah, but like, why couldn't we get other heroes like Captain Marvel or, mm-hmm. or like uh, um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy character right. show up at, in the expansion pass and, and stuff like that? So, it, and it comes down to again, you know, that content pipeline. Yeah, I bet, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know there was a few heroes lined up for Marvel's Avengers, and some of them were just like straight up clones. You know, like yep. Captain Marvel was definitely supposed to be in there, but like. You know, some of them were going to be new and and cool and interesting, but unfortunately, they that launch was so flubbed that Square Enix had little faith in it and didn't didn't flood them more with cash and with more people to to make that that thing turn around. Because a lot of games, like a lot of games and services, you know, in the beginning are kind of rough, and that's why you really need that game hook to really hook in, right? Gameplay loop to to hook in. and if you don't have it, man, you, people just leave. But if you have it, people will be a little bit patient for you. But, mm-hmm. you know, in, in cases of that, it really comes down to, like, content pipeline type of type of work. Yeah. That said, Kyle, I do have a question for you. This comes from the host here. All right. Oh, oh boy. Sony's got 12 of these games of service games lined up. <laughs> sure do. Like, we, we got games that we know but aren't completely confirmed, like Twisted Metal. We have games that we absolutely know about, which is Last of Us Factions. I mean, Sony acquired Bungie for a couple billion mm-hmm. to sure up methods of breaking into this space and monetizing in this space. But with the slew of closures, do you think this is a, still a good idea? I'm still worried. <laughs> I've always been worried. And mm-hmm. the fact that they've acquired Bungie to have that guidance because they have a tried and true, uh, tried a uh, true and tested, whatever the freaking saying it. is. You got it. Um, they know what they're doing in this space. So buying them and having them consult on all these other games of service the titles is super smart and i think that will both uh do well for them yeah but there's we just mentioned the table of these games are already full of heavy hitters to find the time to carve out for another one of these types of games is going to be incredibly difficult to grab the gamer's attention and to keep them and to like say like oh i'm not gonna play fortnite when the new character comes out i'm gonna be playing you know the the last of us game because they've got this cool new skin or a new game mode or whatever they have to do something to make it unique and well worth their time or else 
everything's going to not have the player base or people clamoring for new stuff. It's what I've been saying since we've heard 12 games of service games coming from Sony. I don't think they expect every single one of these games to succeed. I don't even think they they suspect most of these games to succeed. What I do think is they think a select few will and will thrive. And I think the one that has the biggest chance of doing that is The Last of Us Factions. People are into that series now with the HBO show, man. My mother watched it four goddamn times. That's awesome. And she, you know what she said to me today? She's like, Joe, can you put on The Last of Us today? I need to relax. I go, you want... <laughs> Excuse <hot>? me? <laughs> exactly. This woman's anxiety, that, The Last oh, of Us universe, boy. is peace to her. But oh, man. <laughs> I need some solace in seeing a man's skull get bashed in. <laughs> um, that's not how she sounds. I but need like, to see a beautiful love story. <laughs> Tear us to pieces to relax. <laughs> wow. I know. But like games like Twisted Metal, like is can that do we see that really succeeding in, in today's landscape? Maybe if they think they could make a game that could rival uh Rocket League, but yeah, or a game like. Um Yeah. But it, it it's it's so much easier said than done. You need the mm-hmm. fan base there and you need it to be on as many platforms or easy to access than ever before. And that's what gives me hope here is when Sony's talking about games as service for them, they do seem like they have a good idea of where they want to go. Cause even Herman Host said it back in October. It's just like, hey, listen, we have games as service games. Those games will come out day and date on PC and console. But, you know, for the most part, like Ragnarok and, and Horizon Forbidden West, those games will come eventually to PC, not day and day. So I think PlayStation has the right state of mind here because they want to be on, assumingly, more platforms than ever. But I am still worried that they could Ubisoft it, where a lot of these games just come out and it's not doing it for them. And they're, you know, they end yeah. up struggling, you know, where... Yeah. You know, Ubisoft two years ago, we were thinking way differently than Ubisoft today. So it does concern me. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I do have faith that PlayStation is allocating the right resources in the right teams to make these things a success. So when you're growing your internal teams to make these games instead of just and not just you know pouring outside money to make it work, you know PlayStation is doing a little bit of everything there. But I, I think they're doing it they're right here so i want to see how it grows i'm interested i'm optimistic because if anybody could get it right i think sony's head's head is in the right space here so yeah there you go kyle it is time for a little bit of news here uh a little something i don't know a lot of people have heard about what's going on here uh, but it's pretty, uh, it's pretty wacky and crazy stuff. So, uh, it's first, I'm hurt hearing about it in t- 2023. Uh, Chris Scullion over at VGC writes, UK regulators suggest removing Call of Duty from Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition. The UK's Competition and Markets Authority, CMA, has published its provisional conclusion on Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard and proposed that Call of Duty be removed from the deal as one possible compromise. After a five-month investigation, the CMA has provisionally found that the deal could reduce competition and, quote, result in higher prices, fewer choices, or less innovation for UK gamers, end quote. It also believes Call of Duty and other franchises will be important to the growth of cloud streaming and that Microsoft could remove competition by making these games exclusive to its cloud offering. 
It means that regulators in both the United States, the European Union, and the UK have now published objections to the $69 billion deal. The CMA has suggested that a, quote, partial divestiture of Activision Blizzard, end quote, would be a solution it would consider in order to improve the acquisition. This could mean either selling off the part of the business that deals with Call of Duty, <laughs> sell, selling off the Activision segment of Activision Blizzard, <laughs> or selling off both the Activision and the Blizzard segments. Yeah, I don't think so, Bob. The CMA's other given possible solution would be the prohibit. What? Prohibition. Prohibition. Thank you. Of the merger altogether, it said. The regulator states that Microsoft has informed it of its commitments to keep Call of Duty on rival platforms, such as PlayStation and Nintendo Switch, and says it would potentially consider this kind of remedy, but that it would prefer a structural solution such as removing Activision from the deal altogether, as it requires less ongoing enforcement. In addition, the regulator says it will consider, quote, any other practical practicable what practicable remedies man stop using big words y'all. it's the uk <laughs> they're making up words they think just because they invented english they get to just oh, make yeah, whatever yeah. goddamn words they want well talk, we won talk the war. to me like my high school janitor would about like yeah. real world situations exactly uh or any interested third parties may propose that could be effective could be effective in addressing its concerns. The CMA is now inviting responses from interested parties to its list of proposed remedies by February 22 and uh, responses to its provisional findings by March 1st. Now, the CMA's final report is due by April 26th. Now, here's some updates, some figures by Christopher Dridge over from GameIndustry.biz. In the CMA survey, okay, because all this is, all this is, Again, some pretty wacky and crazy stuff. Uh, but here's where we get to the data. All right. Y'all wrote in your little love letters. Dear Stan, you still ain't calling CMAs. Please block this. Um, but, you know, their surveys have come out and said this. Uh, PlayStation gamers, 88% of them said they choose Sony's console because of the availability of one or more games. Of that 88%, 73% said it was Call of Duty that influenced their decision, while 69% said that they picked PlayStation for Sony exclusives. 45% cited GTA 5, and 24% of Call of Duty PlayStation gamers that the CMA surveyed said that they would leave the console if the xbox sorry if xbox made the franchise exclusive and lastly the key issue i see is with the regulators concerns about the future of games such as cloud gaming and subscriptions so a lot of people when they're arguing about like oh sony shouldn't get it because they made it a billion dollars this quarter cma's not looking at that which a billion would be very low they made a, I don't know, a 12 buckaroos you know, they're not looking at today's financials, which are pretty darn good. They're thinking three, five, ten years down the line, right? They're 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 throwing their own arithmetic at it, going, okay, so Xbox and Microsoft are very much pushing this cloud AI tech. This is obviously where you know there could be a market for. And if this deal were to happen, does that create a monopoly in this soon-to-be and growing space. That is what the CMA, the FTC, and the EU are concerned about. Now, you might be saying, Joe, 
I'm tired of all this nonsense. Why are we talking about this still? And I hear you. It is 2023, the year of our Lord. But the reason why we bring it up here is because this is actually the first significant news of the year when it comes to the Activision Blizzard deal. And we're going to bring it up when the FTC rules and the EU rules. And what we're seeing here is huge in the in the aspect of the CMA is telling Microsoft it's it's could be solutions to this deal, saying you either sell off the 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 business that deals with Call of Duty, you either sell off Activision Blizzard segment, or you sell off Blizzard. These are three huge options and implications for them that I don't know or don't see Microsoft uh, being that excited for. So, Kyle, <coughs> what say you in all this? Joe, if you can hear me. Uh-oh. I knew it. I knew it. Yes. I think everything on your end stopped working. Oh, no. This again? Uh, uh-oh. Oh, hi. Hi. Are you back? I can't hear you. You're muted. I'm muted. On Zencaster, I can't hear you. On Zencaster, you can't hear me. Hold on. Talk again? Okay, I'm talking again. Now we're good. That was weird. Very strange. <laughs> Could you write that down for me? Yeah. At the 39-minute mark. And the reason why this is huge is the CMA's way of making this or the remedy is you guys have to sell off pieces of this company or the IP itself to make this deal work. So, Kyle, as it stands right here, how do you feel about this Activision Blizzard deal? Do we see that there's light at the end of the tunnel? Or do you think Jimbo Dunn did the thing? That this is this is pretty obscured, so much so that maybe the Activision Blizzard deal is is dead. I just find it funny Uh-oh. how they're making a big deal out of this. Everyone keeps calling it the Activision Blizzard deal. Right. But Microsoft themselves said they did this act this this acquisition for king and yeah. why why is king not a, if it's such a big deal just keep king sell activision blizzard and yeah. then the deal will go through like i don't understand they, said it themselves. they it. did this for king yeah that's not wrong they've said that before like yeah. i in all seriousness i think uh, this is pretty big yeah. I, I i the the percentages of people like Almost a quarter of Call of Duty PlayStation gamers would leave if it was only on Xbox Call sure. of Duty. Sure. That's a huge number. And and so the stats back it up. The CMA obviously thinks that they need to do something to um, compromise mm-hmm. in a way. I almost said haggle. Like there's some, <laughs> an old-timey uh, saloon haggling for stuff. Um it's the Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't know if, like, at the end of the day, or would they really just give up Call of Duty in multi-platform no. for the, forever? Or any of the Activision Blizzard games? Or King? Because, you know, like... Yeah, they and the, the thing that I find interesting, because, listen, that Candy Crush money ain't, ain't nothing to scoff at, right? No, it's um, not. But the thing that I find interesting is the CMA's remedies. They're they're pretty much saying, hey, listen, we don't want to actively keep on checking up on you guys 
we think the easiest way is to sell pieces of this company. And that would give us uh, enough clearance to say, you know, or call Blanche to say that's French to say, you know what, <laughs> this is good as is. Um, but it's if, almost like all of this was too much work to begin with. Yes. So get rid of these things. So we don't have to worry about it ever again. It's like, we don't want to <laughs> do our job. God damn it. Come on. Just sell uh, this we thing. don't want to edit and proofread. Just take the, <laughs> just take the paper. Exactly. Mrs. Williams. I, I did the work. Just read it. But like, for, like for me, it, it, it goes, it, it's kind of like the CMA going, here's what we think the solution should be. Now Microsoft's job is to convince them that isn't the solution and it's up for their lawyers to, to, to solve. To me, the way I see it, I've seen a lot of folks online, first off, a lot of Xbox players or a lot of uh, Xbox Twitter oh users. Oh my God, um, yeah. They're panicking, man. They, they, they've, if it, this, <laughs> if you are worried, it's like they're trying to buy eggs, this you know? Deal. Yeah reevaluate your priorities exactly like if this deal goes through like we've mentioned it multiple times it, it's it, it's like it's a literal doomsday scenario for, yeah. for some folks out there reevaluate yourself if it means that much to you but i would say it, it you know in arguments of everybody going this is the worst thing in the world it's blast only blast only this is microsoft's job they gotta their lawyers have to make the argument and if the argument is so you know, stacked on Microsoft's half, then it should be an easier job for these lawyers to convince the CMA to go, hey, listen, you know, we're like 10% of the European market. Like we are in third place. It ain't looking good for us. You know, we're we're trying to invest in ourselves to get IP that people look at the way that they look at the, the PlayStation ecosystem. The way we're going about things is so vastly different than PlayStation. If you can't illustrate that at this point, it's not that Jimbo has paid off the CMA. I, that's no, no way. It, you have to do a good job convincing these regulatory bodies that this deal should go through. And even as a guy that thinks that this deal is going to go through, I think this point right here is we're at the stage of negotiation. So we're at the point where they're like, we'd rather this. And Microsoft's job is to convince them of, no, you really want that. That's what we're getting at here. So chances are what is going to really be guaranteed here is that there's going to be some games that are going to stay on PlayStation indefinitely. There are going to be some things that are going to, you know, some terms that are going to stay on PlayStation or place like, for example, you know, if Microsoft goes, hey, here's a free call of duty skin. Who knows? <laughs> maybe maybe the CMA goes, no, we, we don't want that at all. You know, so there there has to be gives and takes, and it's not supposed to be fair. It's it's supposed to be compromising. You're supposed yeah. to get some and give some. So that's what I'm thinking is happening here. This is not a doomsday scenario. Nothing is on fire. Everything's going to be okay. And this is, at the end of the day, for me, I think what I've always said from day one, going to go through, but there's going to be some, there's going to be some, some, you know, things that PlayStation keeps at the end of the day. But yeah. yeah, no matter what, you know who looks really good, Kyle? Kyle? What? Jim Ryan. He yeah. made he made the giant bleed real bad. So hey, that's I, my thoughts on it. Hot yeah. take. Just really quickly, I love how there were like commitments to keep Call of Duty on Nintendo Switch, where I just looked up the last game that was on yeah. a Nintendo console was 
ghost in 2013. Well, remember, they made all those, like, <laughs> like they're like, uh, here's a contract we made with Nintendo. Everybody on Twitter, we're making a public. Oh, that's we're... so right. Re- yeah. And then yeah, remember, yeah. Steam's like, oh, you didn't have to, Microsoft. You're so-and-so. You're yeah, such-and-such. Yeah, yeah. uh, that didn't help them. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of it's just pandering. A lot of it's just, you know, the the, the industry hands, moving one way. Babies. Exactly, and the fact, and, and I'll say this: the the fact that we got Bobby Kotick out there uh, with his fucking awful hairdo, gremlin looking son of a gun, um, it, it's saying that it's like, oh, you're gonna make the you know the UK the I forget what he said. He pretty much de- defending the deal and in you know damning the CMA. I, I feel like the fact that he's out there doesn't this doesn't spell greatness because he sucks and I don't also like him. Like him? Exactly. You're, you're you're relying on him? You're gonna trust the most untrusty right. trustworthy cool. guy, <laughs> you know? Come on. Cool. That that face says I steal from, from kids. All right. Kyle, it is yeah. time to talk about the next story, because I'm over the CMA stuff already. Yeah. yeah. Also we, we you did, dropped the we did it. You dropped an F-bomb, so I get one later. Oh, did it not bleep out? I I heard it. Uh, Ooh, sorry. I get one later. Gotcha. I'm going to use it wisely. Uh, Ryan Easeby (laughs) over at PS Lifestyle writes, PS5 beta adds Discord, VRR, and accessibility features. A brand new PS5 beta has been announced, adding a large chunk of features that players have been waiting for a long time such as Discord voice chat support, 1440p VRR support, and new accessibility features. The new PS5 beta allows users to join Discord voice chat on their PS5 so that they could talk to users that may not use a PS5 or that may prefer using Discord over any other service when playing games. This follows in the footsteps of Microsoft, who also added this functionality to its Xbox Series X family of systems. In addition to this, the beta adds 1440p VRR, or variable refresh rate support, meaning that the visual should look a lot smoother at this resolution. It's also a lot easier to migrate your data from both PS4 to PS5 and from PS5 to PS5 thanks to new accessibility and ease-of-use features that the beta is adding, along with the beta making it possible to update the DualSense controller wirelessly. This is me. Thank Christ. Rather than needing to attach a cable for any software updates. Also, an in-game clock on the home screen of every game. And um, do I have well over 350 hours into Fortnite? Yes. I think I I saw 300. That's your number, and I was almost close to 200 hours on MLB The Show only last year? Yeah. I... You, you, have a, you have an addiction. Dude. You know what I'm gonna do right here, right now? Because I, I doubt it's actually 300. I think I, I think I miss a digit. I think it's I think it's like 600. I'm gonna be real. With you. It's gotta be. It's got. It's it's really gotta be. I'm gonna check right now. But um, Kyle, I've, I've got the I've got, I've got the beta. Sweet. I got the beta. Do you have any yeah. question for me? Do you have any? Yeah. How easy is it to about? use the Discord voice chat? Is it like way easier than the system they had before? So okay, it's not like the easiest thing in the world. Okay, um, it, it's definitely. Can we use it in our Discord? Easily? Yes, okay. yeah, it's 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 definitely you have to use. So the reason why it's not as sh- streamless or whatever seamless um, is because you have to use your phone. So you link uh, your Discord the Nintendo app. Nintendo method. 
Yeah, kind of. You link your Nintendo. <laughs> he got me. He got me so good, you son of a gun. You link your Discord app on your phone with your PlayStation. Okay. And then on your phone, you go to you know the, the chat room that I want to be in, right? And then it says link with PlayStation 5. You click that button and bam. Oh, now your Discord party is on your PlayStation 5. So there is some like shenanery with it. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the, the, the best method in the world, but it's welcome that it's there. You know, I'm not going to complain about, oh, I had to pull out my phone. You know, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's very, it, it's, it's rather painless. I'll say how's that. that? How's that refresh rate treating you? 389 hours jesus christ i thought that was a lot worse <laughs> let me just see wait let me just see call of duty right now real fast is that only on the ps5 version i wonder if the ps4 version has its own number i you know what great question i think this is only the ps5 version that sounds probably because you've been playing that game as long as i've known you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you're probably in the thousands yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i'll download the playstation 4 version i'll figure it out because yeah. call of duty modern warfare i got 115 hours in there baby Ooh. so uh what else that what, what other rate. questions How, uh, how's that refresh rate so uh, funny enough i've been using my monitor a lot because i'm lazy and i don't want to get up from the couch and unplug the hdmi plug it back into the beautiful yeah. oled that's standing right before okay. me that hurts playing some games recently it, it, it's it's been a little rough but manageable you know i'm playing a lot of like multiplayer games so i want to be with you know my xbox uh party so i go on my pc and i'm in the xbox party but i'm playing on my playstation it's a very yeah. weird system that i have but it works and because of that i'm playing off the monitor i'm playing off the the, the capture card i got so the 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 visual quality's never been the best and they're yeah now with this latest update every it's noticeably noticeably smoother so i can now i'm a believer of the vrr uh my images are looking real pretty and such what's another one you got for me son of a nice bitch? um <laughs> I, I, have you have you updated the controller yet kyle it's and the how first quick is it? it's the first thing i did it was so painless oh thank God. Oh, it was so nice. Guys, here, here's what I'll say. This, first off, I love this update. It's honestly one of my favorites, um, possibly my favorite update. And, and they gave us expanded storage. And I'm saying this one, just the fact that I can Discord chat now, uh, you know, the, the, the VR support off the monitor, uh, migrating data. Yeah, it is a lot simpler. Just the, the DualSense updating wirelessly those are all things that were so desperately needed that um having them here i feel like for the first time in a very long time kyle the ui is in a good place That's like awesome. this is probably where it should have been at launch but i'm happy i got it now Here, here's one that they didn't say in this article but another hmm. article says has it that you can now capture game footage by your voice uh yes so if you say hey playstation capture that it will start the capture. Have you done that? Have you talked to your PlayStation yet? No, because I I, I mute that mic every chance I can. If I could totally disable fair. the mic, that would be beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So the beta is here. Apparently, when the beta is over, which should be in sometime in March, we'll also get game streaming. Apparently, that's one of the big rumors Ooh. that's happening. So we'll be able to stream some PS5 games. The future is upon us, Kyle. Ooh. That's right. That's right. 
Fancy. Fancy living. All right, Kyle. <laughs> Enough of that. It's time for the last silly oh, bit here of news. We go. PlayStation 6, baby. All aboard. Ooh, it's shaped like an orb, like they promised. <laughs> this time, it's a pyramid. Nick Ten over at PS Lifestyle writes, The Last of Us Part 3 rumored to have PlayStation 6 in mind. A new rumor claims not only that The Last of Us Part 3 is in production, but that it will release on PS5 with, quote-unquote, PlayStation 6 in mind. Apparently, according to an anonymous source from Sony, the company has the next the last of us game already slated as in progress this rumor comes from a site called the leak.co oh i believe previous, it <laughs> which previously leaked the release date for the slimmer ps5 that was verified by known insider tom henderson this rumor goes against a prior statement from neil Druckmann. according to the leak.co the source that broke the initial leak of the slim ps5 is also responsible for this info as well the site speculates that the last of us part 3 will most likely release on ps5 but given the lengthy development cycle for games nowadays it could also launch on ps6 as well if true it would mean the game is scheduled to release near the end of the ps5 life cycle and then receive a ps6 graphical upgrade after that point of course the game could also launch on both ps5 and ps6 simultaneously joe i hate this news so much i'm so upset <laughs> I just got it. It feels like I just got a PlayStation 5. We're getting VR 2 in, in two weeks. Yeah. Stop. Stop it. Do you think by the time PS6 comes out, we'll have a showcase? Oh, God, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. I, oh, I God, it hurts. obviously, sure, they're probably already thinking about the next console because that's every place yeah. other than Nintendo, it seems like. Yeah. But just let us play the games we have now i'm not ready for a whole nother console cycle can i can, can i swear can i cuss you already did earlier go for All right, it good news flash <laughs> they've been building it this entire time <laughs> <laughs> why is this news this I don't is know. The, okay so this is what happened this is and i could tell you who i know the leaker is whoever the author was of uh of the leak.co because <laughs> this news came out hours after the last episode of the last of us episode four. It just so happened to fall right here, right now. Right. Um, so to me, I, I saw the way I think about it is they're like, Hey, this is a relatively easy quote unquote leak to, to, to leak out here because obviously this is true. Last of us is one of their most important IP. Yep. It is getting a season two, possibly season three. And let's be honest, after that second game, you need another season of TV. So of course they've probably been having, have been working at this yeah. game for a while now. Yeah. So this so is has news. what, three titles, right? Yeah. Three titles it's currently working on. Yeah. And this is undoubtedly one of them. So be. to me, I'm like, this is the safest thing in the world. I saw a lot of people talking about it. I'm like, I right, find, I guess we have to talk about it too. Cause we do cover PlayStation, but yeah, this is obviously coming out, but this is not, this is not PS six guys. Come on. And this is how you also know it's a fake, fake rumor because it gives itself so much leeway. It's like, it's from here till <laughs> maybe six years from now. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, come on now. We're, we're, we're working. We're working a lot here. Um, you, so, you really don't think after everything we've learned about part two's development where a few months after the first game, Neil already had an idea for it, yeah. the second game. You don't think that it happened after part two 
Or a few months later, him and and uh, uh, oh my god, is it one Hallie of the writers? Got, yeah, uh, sat down and be like, "Hey, this is where we kind of sort of have an idea for a part three. Yeah. Absolutely, that happened. Absolutely, absolutely. Eric Williams and Corey Barlog got together shortly after God of War twenty eighteen. I mean, Corey knew it. how like, this game was gonna end. Exactly. Of course, made the it's in the plans. So. Of course, they talked about it. Yeah. And let me tell you right now, I don't know if it's because the HBO show is in my veins. I can't wait. Yeah, I know. Give, give me another game. Give, give me, me more story in this universe. Yeah. Come on. Come on. So there you go. Of course it's real, but not the leak. It's a very strange thing. It's like, of course it's like, it's like, it's like guys. All right. Here's actually, oh, I'm hearing something from my headphones. Kylie, what? have you heard this? Have you seen this? Oh yeah. The production truck. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's, there's going to be a new Mario game. Nintendo's Whoa. making it. Wait, wait for it, Kyle. It will either come out sometime in the next few months years either on the nintendo switch wait for it or whatever the next hardware is mm. new mario mm. game oh wait inside source oh. i don't want to reveal anything his name was shmia shimoto <laughs> i just heard joe that there's yeah? also going to be a game uh-huh. that includes a double jump in at least the next decade whoa i know that's crazy holy crap okay also inside source here they're making another star wars movie do you believe what? that yeah that's crazy that's nuts there might be lightsabers in it oh man come on people let's work a little hard for these what oh water is wet oh that's crazy <laughs> the sun will rise tomorrow i don't know the way 2023 has <laughs> been going <laughs> No days of guarantee. Uh, <laughs> Kyle's going to get another cheap platinum after we're done with the show today? That's What's that? Crazy. There's going to be a lot of outcry about the next thing we're going to be talking about. What's Say that? No you more, ate fam. the whole wheel of cheese? I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> All right. Listen, jokes aside, as we get to this next bit of... of news and controversy yeah. and all this stuff... Uh, Y'all voted overwhelmingly that we were going to cover Hogwarts Legacy, right? Uh, To me, I will not let no outside source dictate the coverage that I provide. The only people that I care about are the people that are listening and the people that are watching our show, our community. And we've been so goddamn civil about, you know, the conversations between Hogwarts Legacy for the haves and have nots. It's awesome to see. Um And at the same exact time, I want to respect both sides here. The people that voted yay, we're going to cover Hogwarts Legacy. For the people that voted nay, uh, link in the description, you know, you get to skip ahead the whole thing. We have a review roundup. And uh, you know what, Kyle? Let's take it one one review at a time. We'll switch it up a little bit. So take it away. Uh, with about 72 reviews uh, that are currently in for Hogwarts Legacy, uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is from Travis Northup on IGN. Travis gave it a 90. In nearly every way, Hogwarts Legacy is the Harry Potter RPG I've always wanted to play. Its open-world adventure captures all the excitement and wonder of the wizarding world with its memorable new characters, challenging and nuanced combat, and a wonderfully executed Hogwarts student fantasy that kept me glued to my controller for dozens of hours. It's certainly weighed down by technical issues, a lackluster main story, and some poor enemy variety, but even those couldn't come close to breaking its enchanting spell over me. 
Ooh-wee. This comes from Nick Gallette over from Metro Game Central, who gave the game an 80. A truly wizard RPG whose historical settings frees it from the limitations of the books and films, and with an open-world experience that entertains no matter how you care about the source material. Josh West over at Games Radar Plus right, gave it a three and a half stars out of five. Hogwarts Legacy is a f- solid first attempt. If Avalanche can be accused of anything, it's that the studio has tried to do too much all at once. Something was always going to give between the massive open world, the messy RPG economy, exciting action combat, and adventure story that wants to cast you as a hero with homework due on Monday. I feel that one. Guardian, uh, this comes from Kaz McDonald, who gave it a three point. Uh, sorry, 3.5 out of 5. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy starts to feel like a countless open world games of the past decade. Once you're, you've are you been playing it for more than 15 hours, however... Uh, sorry. Oh, it feels like the games you've been playing is, once you get past the 15-hour mark. However, you get to ride a hippogriff. It's those magical moments that in setting that rescue it from mediocrity. But if the Wizarding World still has you, under its spell. I butchered that a little bit. I added it because they just said, however, you ran a hippogriff. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dope. Um, and I, I, I just want to say out, out of here, all the reviews seems like it's overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. Though there was some question about it. And in truth, not a lot of the big sites got codes for it. We we didn't get codes for it. Um, you know, at launch, we people that we asked to come on this show politely declined because they knew what the discord discourse would be. And after seeing it for the past 48 hours, I don't blame y'all in the slightest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I don't blame y'all then, but you know, GameSpot doesn't have them. There are some big outlets that are still missing their review codes, which, you know, a lot of outlets that we, that we see here aren't, huge except for ign in terms of game reviews um so i want to know kyle what do you think was there some inflating the review scores on the pr side of things from the wb side of things or do you think that it's shaping up to actually be something quite special i want to know what you think here because a lot of people have like accused of like yeah there's some there's some shady pr stuff at play yeah it it seems like again this is the consensus that's on the internet that the people who got codes are the ones that were okay reviewing and talking about it from the get-go sure is is kind of what the what i'm i'm learning and there's some tomfoolery possibly who knows probably not um about it Uh, i i do find it a little surprising that it's gotten such a high score with hmm. what I've read in some of the reviews. Okay. Uh, just the fact like the story is messy, right? It mm-hmm. seems like you're fighting the same enemy over and over again. Mm-hmm. It can be a little bit tiresome. I don't know if that equates to the high scores that it's getting. Again, I haven't played it, so I don't know. Um, and you will play it at so the yeah. moment. At the moment, I will not play it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how dare you have such a rational, reasonable response to me? So, <laughs> um, no, so you know, I get it. A lot of people don't understand how Travis reviews things, especially because there's a lot of ire towards Travis's oh, review yeah, on yeah. IGN. It's not just his, I read a couple other ones. Um, but honestly, 
I, I think a lot of what Travis said is like, right. It's like, yeah, there's, it's kind of like Bethesda jank. It's like, yeah, Bethesda games come out, you know, Bethesda studio studios game. Like, yeah, you'll see like a, you know, a Skyrim guard with an arrow in his head, but he's still walking Fair. around normal. And we're like, oh, it's cute. Bethesda jank. It's, you know, the world has you in such a way that you kind of forgive it for some of the, the misgivings that it has. Um, you know, so for me, I actually do think there's some trickery in, dare I say, some, some, you know, afoot, um, where PR company probably went, okay, we don't know how this is going to review because we don't know how many people are going to give it an honest, fair shake. So let's trickle it out to smaller review sites of whom we can trust, uh, and a big site and we'll kind of dip our toe in the water to see how this game's going to get reviewed come closer to its release day. PR companies do that. Uh, PR companies will try to convince someone and we're like, hey, do you have a review? You know, this person we know at IGN really loves, you know, RPGs. Can you get them on here to, to review it? There, there's some some stuff that we've tried to pull, things that we've suggested to folks uh, when, when I worked at Games PR for a little spell. Um, that's normal though. It is. It's 100%. Again, the people that you have to worry about the most is not IGN because they're very upfront and very transparent of how they do their reviews. It's the influencers that are not, that don't have that, you know, mm -hmm. they didn't, they didn't go to journalism school. Some of us went to clown college and we loved our time there. <laughs> um, so, you know, to me, I definitely feel like, yeah, this is PR, you know, slow dripping. The, the reviews, just in case, because even behind closed doors, and I will say it out here now, we didn't even think this game was going to get a fair sh shake. I I didn't, mm -hmm. uh, because I'm like, there is just so much toxicity in the city that I don't think that anybody either a wants to review it because uh, not because they're they're you know they're off put by JK. That's possibly one of it for sure is one, but is two scared to. Because look at the responses that like our good friend Travis got. He's a great stand-up dude, and he got nonstop vitriol for 48 hours. I know people that got fucking death threats over just simply reviewing this game. I'm sorry I cussed again, but like the the, the response to this has some people are taking crazy pills. You know, we've got a little bit of a review bomb as well on our on our podcast just because I said I I wouldn't demonize you if you bought the goddamn game. So yeah, I, I can understand why PR slow dripped it out there uh, because it definitely is a, is a is a thing they they are very much aware of. But we're not going to complain when we don't get our codes day one because they don't owe us a goddamn thing, nor do we owe them uh you know a gosh dang thing other than a fair review and a fair shake. Uh, I saw a lot of people, uh, Kotaku being one of them, of like, we didn't get our codes. Like, well, bro, I see your, <laughs> I see your your articles every day. It seems like you don't even want this thing. Why do you complain? You don't get it. So, to me, that's that's kind of where I stand on it. And I'm being truthful, it it happens. This is definitely one of those things. Now, Okami Games writes, uh, friend of the show, they write, Hogwarts Legacy has broken the all-time record for single-player games with over 1.2 million concurrent viewers on Twitch the first day of pre-release, which is bonkers. It's more than double, uh, I believe, Elden Ring. It's more than tripled God of War watch time. 
for a single player game. This game also it's concurrent Steam view. I think from Benji so it was over three hundred and fifty thousand play- players on Steam. Game is a juggernaut, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Absolute juggernaut. Yeah. The Muffin Mon writes in. In regards to Hogwarts, I've always taken a stance that people can choose to do what they want in regards to the game. But the fact that streamers and reviewers are getting death threats, bullied, and in some cases doxxed, and also in some cases there are people that are stalking you, finding out your address, and trying to get you fired. Um, By those that are against the game is absolutely ridiculous to me. Now, I see a video game has gone viral called... Uh, don't buy Atomic Heart, accusing everyone that buys the game of being pro-Russian, I believe, because they were stationed in mm-hmm. Russia for a time. But All right, I think the game story it. also takes place in Russia. Gotcha, gotcha. So why have things become so black and white when there is so much more nuance to these conversations? Can we st- please stop labeling everyone as a bad person for buying the game? Curious uh, to either of you guys. Uh, your thoughts on the matter. Kyle, I know you wanted to say something. Usually I'm the I one did. saying things profound, and uh, and I'm very happy it's you this time that, that people are going to give I... you the death threats. <laughs> uh, yeah, bring it on. No, don't really, please. I'm very fragile. Kyle, <laughs> um, easily don't do this to me, please. <laughs> listen, the last few weeks after being like, oh, it's been rough. Uh, it's been rough out here. Baby gloves, if you're going to do it. Um, no, it's just the fact that... Like, you know, type in lowercase where you're like, I know where you live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Give me at least, uh, you know, an hour notice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can prepare. No, but, like, ever since this game was announced and we first talked about it, I kind of said my piece and then don't bring much to the conversation because I don't want to keep repeating myself on, yeah. over and over again. I wanted I wanted to start this off quickly and here I'm gonna use it right here. Fuck yeah. JK Rowling. Let me be one thousand percent clear. Yeah. She's an awful human being. Yeah. What she brings into the world and puts out there on her platforms for her entire fan base to read and see is abhorrent. It is uh morally unkind it's it's reprehensible reprehensible thank you it's not it's not great at all and to uh the trans community if you're listening to this and uh, our friends who are trans uh, the lgbtq community i 1000 percent understand why you are against people supporting this game and supporting jk i 100 percent i get that and i understand that this isn't the only battle you are facing. You are facing real world things where people are trying to take away basic human things for trans people. Like mm-hmm. the fact that we had for a like full medication and stuff like medication, that, yeah. gender re- uh, um, reassignment surgery. I yep. believe that is, is the right term. Affirmation and surgery. Yeah. Affirmation. Thank you. And um, Affirm- even like, you know, taking away their rights to use certain bathrooms in public places. Like there are real horrible problems that they are facing every single day. So I, I I think a lot of people should listen to those and, and and take those into account before you jokingly put on social media. Oh, I'm buying this game for the lulls. I'm buying it because Mm. I don't care. I am a huge diehard Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. 
I love it. That world means the, it means so much to me. And to see people use that as a weapon against other people sucks. Yeah. Nobody should be uh, on both sides of this, right? Like nobody should be receiving any sort of death threats for playing the game. Nobody should be uh, like seeing the clip of girlfriend reviews getting bombarded with threats and uh, calling them homophobic yeah. while they're playing the game and they're doing their job. They're some of the realest and kindest people in our space reviewing yeah. games. And they've been such a welcoming presence. The fact that they are getting that kind of hate over this game. Sure. It's a fucking video game. Yeah. No, no one should get that kind of target at them. Yeah. So you, you, you decide to play it. That's 1000% okay with me. It is your choice at the end of the day. All I ask, all I ask is just to be kind to each other. This is like Muffin Man was saying, like Kevin was saying, it is way more nuanced than just Harry Potter game bad means you're a bad person. Right. It's not. Harry Potter, the magic that Harry Potter brings to so many people's lives is something that you should hold close to your heart and celebrate if you want. Yes. Don't let one shitty person ruin that for you. And and just be mindful of what the side that is asking you to understand is doing. Yeah. You know, like it, it's it's tough. It's been really shitty going on Twitter and seeing yeah. all this shit, man. No, it's over it, a video game. <laughs> over like, a video seriously. Game. Yeah, no. Oh, I mean, again, I say that jokingly, again, real yeah. world issues, trans issues, way bigger than a video yeah. game. I it mean just, it, I sorry. Mean, if, no, it no. just I, I love you, Kyle, oh. and I think you I think you spilled what a lot of people are feeling, which is like, you know, Muffin Man is so right. It is just such a multi-layered uh, conversation that we're having that there is so much nuance here. Um, so, no, yeah, I, I don't hate y'all. I, 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 I love everyone. It's just treat people the way you want to be treated. At the end of the day, it's just it's it's simply that. So to me, I, I hate how the, the conversation's devolved into or what it's devolved into uh, because it's been toxic all around. Uh, you know, I, I saw people like the snitch when they saw, um, you know, the reviews because they work at YouTube somewhere um, and they came out with a video of uh, drag king, uh, you know, Voldemort at a drag show. I'm like, you're a piece of shit. And same with the guy on the opposite side of the aisle that created a whole list of anybody streaming Hogwarts legacy, which caused people to get death threats, doxed, emailed letters sent to them. Uh, you know, you know, people calling up their jobs, asking for the people to get fired, like harassment all around by just simply playing a video game. So perspective is great. We're all going through stuff. Uh, and we need to we need to treat each other better. Though the way that this boycott happened was ridiculous, and it was never going to work. Um, you know, the one thing that I always say is, if we're going to boycott this thing and be effective, is again take over a hashtag, create a website of like illustrate the things that J.K. has said and done and supports to help educate people, because that's how you win at the end of the day. You educate people on the struggle. And if you just hold a, a stone behind your back and going, buy the game, I, I, I dare you. I dare you to buy it because I'll toss this rock at you. You're not going to get anywhere with it. But if you just if you just do some simple, smart, 
you know, strategies of like, hey, every time they have a Hogwarts Legacy hashtag, let's take that hashtag and just throw an LGBTQ cause. Don't even mention the game, just mention the cause. That would have been way better. But instead, we just got a whole bunch of garbage and a whole bunch of people yelling back and forth at each other and hurting each other's feelings. And at the end of the day, we move away from the important thing, which is the people that are involved that that are are getting hurt from 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 it so and not from it but from this conversation you push more people away when you antagonize is what i'm yep. saying so yep. be kind to everybody yep hope my rambling made sense it did <laughs> I'm i know mine didn't <laughs> i know mine did it i know i definitely went back and edited a large portion out because it made no sense it was incoherent <laughs> but kyle all right listen i've played a bit of this game i do have impressions on it would you like to know my impressions of said game of course, yeah. So listen, I'm not a Harry being, Potter being guy. The, yeah, being the non-HP fan. So, uh, as a non-Harry Potter fan, um, I know nothing of this. So what I may say could be a spoiler. I don't even, I don't know. I thought the Deathly Hollows was a place. Apparently it is not. No. Okay? I thought Do- Do- Dobby was his name? Do- Dobby? Yeah. I thought that was just his race. I thought he was like the Jar Jar Binks. Oh. It's like one of them. Apparently, there's is he an elf? Yeah, he's a house elf. So that's what elves look like in this world. I believe so. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's nuts. Uh, so that's how much I know about Harry Potter. But entering this world, I can straight up tell you, Kyle, this is your this is your Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. This team loves this universe. It bleeds on through. I bet I'd be understanding all these references, but instead, what I'm getting. Is kind of mystery and wonderment. Like, they've done such a great job illustrating this universe, not crafting it, but illustrating it, where I actually want to know more about it. And they're feeding it me uh, to me in such a way where, as a casual person that knows nothing about Harry Potter, I know what's going on, and I know the stakes at play, and I'm interested to see how this story plays out. Uh, and there's just things that they, again, I get the sense that they nailed right. Like Hogwarts is a living, breathing place. Like I'm walking past and I'm seeing pictures move and look at me. I'm seeing like knights in the background, like just like statues, just kind of moving around and goofing off a little bit. Um, you know, I'm seeing like magical wisps run around the building. Like this thing is alive. There's ghosts popping out of walls, but instead of it slamming you, they're giving you riddles and like, just pretty much bullying you, like tossing your books in the air and calling you dumb via rhyme. Um, there's just so much wonderment. It's awesome. It, it, it really is. When it comes to like the combat that they've made as well, they've done such a good job here of making it where, you know, you get the, the common every AAA game has taken from Soulsborne where you got your dodge, you got your parry, you got your sticky targeting, right? But they've done such a a good job at working combos in with ranged abilities. Mm -hmm. So you're pretty much juggling your foes in the air. You're kind of breaking their stances. It's kind of like Ghost of Tsushima mixed with a Soulsborne in terms of combat where, you know, there's an enemy with a red shield, which means I got to break that shield with a fire spell. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I could toss them up in the air and do a chain combo to them. The combat is really well thought out. I'm really digging it. And I'm like 10 hours in. I'm nowhere near bored with it. And awesome. the world itself is drop dead 
gorgeous. Now, at the end of the day, though, this is a WB open world game, which is pretty much mirrored that of an Ubisoft open world, right? You're checking off boxes, but there's still so much to do that doesn't feel like um, the checking off the boxes gets redundant and, and tiring. It's it's actually fun. There's a lot of puzzles that you get to do and come back to. It's a little nice. Metroidvania elements. How, how's how's the student life aspect of the game? Sometimes I just want to get out of math class so I can fight some goblins. Fair. You know? Uh, no, the student life is, is just enough. It's a lot of onboarding in the beginning. It's like three to five hours. It's, it's very dense in the beginning. I'll say that. But once you're out in the open world, you're like, okay, time to go nuts. And there's so much gear to obtain. And the really cool thing about it, too, is like, let's just say you get a, a cloak, but it's like level one. But it looks cool. You could transmogrify the cloak. Uh, oh, okay. And and you could delete it from your inventory. It'll just forever be there. Oh, I like so that. So you could always go to it and mix and match. Again, there's just there's so much here that I'm I'm surprised of how much I'm enjoying it. And at the same exact time, it is crazy because the cast is so diverse. Like there's a brilliant black girl which bravo, give give the team at Porky their flowers. They've got black folks hair down so damn well where usually it's an afterthought you're seeing beautiful fades beautiful curls um they got dreads in the game like there's just a lot awesome job there you know you got a a a very inquisitive um arab person there and they're talking about their houses and like i did i thought i thought hogwarts is the only one apparently there's all there's a whole bunch of them all over the place and like you know you mean schools yeah, schools. What I say? Yeah, the, the house. Uh, Game of Thrones. So yeah, like, yeah, you got. I got you. <laughs> I'm a big dummy. So like, there's just so much mystery that I'm unwielding here with this diverse cast of characters. If it, it's amazing to me that J.K. wrote this because she's an evil person at yeah. this point, from what I hear. And there's even there is also a trans character in the game. So it really is like Porky trying to do their best to kind of give a middle finger to JK where they can. And that character is well written. They're not they're they're not a trans person in the universe to be a trans person in the universe. They are a person. And so it's great that they're able to make a point and, and a stand where they can and make that character feel like a character. And not just like a caricature. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to to say too, there was some controversy about the goblins, how they could have been portrayed as, and I'm just getting this here, um, like a negative connotation for Jewish people, uh, because fantasy usually, you know, in, in historical contexts, um, was used, you know, goblins to to symbolize and the, and the way Jewish J.K. Folks. has written goblins in this universe is. Pretty close to anti-Semitic in some okay. people's eyes. I've not gotten that. I've asked okay. some people who have reviewed it that are Jewish. Um, I'm like, did you get that vibe? Nothing there. So okay. it's not just like, I didn't see it. Um, but it, it's more people saying, yeah, and no. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of great elements here. It's just tarnished because the person that created the universe is kind of a trashy person. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, man... This is a fantastic game so far. This is definitely going to be in the game of the year conversation somewhere, shape or form, whether it's like best open world or something. It's uh, this game's going to be there. Great. Yeah. All right, cool. Am I canceled? Yeah. I, it's not for me to say. You're right. Only time will tell. <laughs> Kyle. 
Yeah. You have a new segment. You've literally blocked this out from me. I've I've redacted the the text. Also, uh, welcome back, everybody. If you skipped the Hogwarts uh, oh. dialogue, hello. Um, Kyle and I still like each other. We are still friends, though. Yeah. We see different different. And we're still on different love sides you of the all point. very very much. Yes, even if um, you hate me, I still love you. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's been a, an uptick in the certain types of questions that we get for the okay. show. Okay. So I figured since we're moving into this new era of PlayStation, we should have a dedicated segment for it. It might not be every week, okay? but it depends on when we get the question. So, uh, Joe, let me welcome you to the media tab where we're going to talk about PlayStation productions and the shows and whatnot. And we have a couple questions from the community uh, from Twitter at Sean one Neo. How different do you think the Uncharted movie would be if made today? following the success of the last of us show <sighs> a lot <laughs> do you think they would have spanned all of the games and threw them all into one thing or would we have gotten a, a just a strict retelling of the first game to start off see i have the hot take of like i understand where people say that like it was a hodgepodge of different ideas i i get it they took the plane scene from uncharted 3 right but I don't think it was like a hodgepodge. I think this was a good origin story, a fine one. Okay. I don't think it's 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 great. I think it's fine or mediocre. That being said, though, if it was made uh, or they announced it after the last of a show, holy crap, would we have gotten a very, very different movie uh, where yeah. Tom Holland probably wouldn't be Nathan Drake, nor would mm. Mark's, uh, Mark Wahlberg. I'm See, confused. I'm here. I got a cat and a mustache on you. Say hello to your mother for me. Um, you know, we would have gotten something maybe a bit more accurate, though I think it still would have been an origin story. And I still like the, the, the Uncharted show. What about you? Oh, oh sorry, yeah. Movie. No, I love the Uncharted movie. Yeah. I would imagine that the Uncharted movie might have just been made into a TV series, honestly. Mm. Like, to to have a more have more time with the character and set up the character's um, right. history with each other and whatnot. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think that would probably be more in line to that. Um, right. Yeah. Next question comes from uh, DJ Hercules 89. Hey guys, just joined Patreon. DJ Hercules. Just joined Patreon not even 20 minutes ago. And I have to say it's the best purchase of the year so far. Hey, thanks Hercules. But I do have a question for you guys. Seeing the success of the last of us, what other video game would you like to be seen made into a movie or TV series? It can be either a live action adaptation or animated like what Final Fantasy has done with Advent Children, The Spirits Within, and King's Glaive. Give me a Red Dead show. That is not what I thought you were going to say. No, I mean, listen, Red Dead 2 already has a movie. It's called Tombstone. But Red Dead 1... <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying. I get it. You guys really like it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But come on. Uh, Red Dead One is is one of the the one of my favorite stories. It's one of my favorite Western stories told because it's so like you got the same trappings of like a Western tale, but like it's it is definitely its own game or its own story. It's got its own DNA. It does things different. And I think if you did a show of Red Dead. You could you could easily pack three four seasons in it easy mm. HBO Max that thing you know I thought you were would have gone Bloodborne no because um, Bloodborne that's played out everybody expects me to say Bloodborne fair and you know? I'm gonna go another way too yeah. I would love to see an animated movie of Concrete Genie 
Mm. I think that would make for a great movie for kids. Has a great moral to it. Okay. And I think to see the painting a mechanic in uh, a movie form, yeah. I think would add to some really cool set pieces and yeah. whatnot. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Overwatch our last anime. Question. Make yeah. it happen. Uh, the last. Well, uh, depending question. on where you go, there, there, it's already there. Oh, 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 boy, kids, don't, don't Google that. Santa's alive. Uh, well. <laughs> last question from the media tab. Ghettoberry thirteen writes, mm-hmm. "Hey guys, after last week's trip down the memory lane about favorite PlayStation adverts, it got me thinking. Have you guys ever seen or can remember the Tester, a three season serialized reality show from 2010 to 2012 that was only available through the U.S. PlayStation Store? It pitted contestants against each other through physical challenges inspired by PlayStation games at the time." The prize was a job with Sony Computer Entertainment as a game tester. I highly recommend watching the shows wherever you can. Keep up the good work, fellas. I totally remember this show, and I forgot about it until yeah. I saw this. I, I, I remember working at GameStop. Yeah, listen. <laughs> it was always on. It, for some reason, that was on at GameStop, at least where I worked. Awful yeah. show. Also, awful prize. Hey, you want to get underpaid and underappreciated if you win first place? Come on. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't remember the actual like PlayStation inspired games that they did though. So I I can't remember if they were cool or not. But yeah, I, I'm gonna check them out just to see if this would work again. Because sim- I believe the GT movie mm. is a similar premise where he's yeah some guy playing it. Doing a tester kind of thing to yeah. win a job at whatever. Yeah. Companies so, yeah, cool. treat QA right. There's a few places oh, 1, that I've heard at PlayStation that, that do, and that's awesome okay. to hear. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at the places like Activision. Treat your QA right. But, yeah, yeah I, I yeah. remember. I. It's not like a strong memory. It's vague and hazy, and maybe it should be kept that way. Yeah. I believe they're all on YouTube, the seasons. I burn it to the ground. <laughs> Kyle, it's time for a quick segment of Quick Play. This is a what you've been playing, and the rules are simple, okay? We have one minute, one minute to talk about the games, game slash games we've been playing. And here's the rules. If it's interesting and there's a question, we get more time. 30 seconds, perhaps. But if we think it's boring, we just let the minute run out. And bam, here we go. It's fun. Got it's it. interesting, okay? Kyle, I've been playing Power Wash Simulator, just Same. like you did last week. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Got a code from uh, from Square Enix. Thank y'all. This game is just the serotonin I need. It's you know, so therapeutic, right? So therapeutic. All I'm do- like, I'm just, I don't even have anything on in the background. Sometimes I have a podcast, but like, yeah, no, I'm just cleaning things. And there's something about the sound mixed with getting the job done yes it like seeing the progress of your work well oh my god yeah you're cleaning a tower a helicopter i love the the quick wrap-up speed up video that happens at the end yes where it shows you what it looked like dirty and then in the matter of like 10 seconds you see your character what you did to clean it like Mm mm-hmm and see things get super clean as you go along. I just oh, I love it so much. It's so much fun, especially when you get a perfect line. Yeah, like when you say you're at a house, for example, you start at the left side and you just slowly walk and clean a line perfectly, mm-hmm. and then move up the cursor just a little bit and then go backwards. 
it just it feels so good it feels so good yeah man this game is again fun is a strange word to use here therapeutic i think is the one to use it's just i'm feeling zen I'm feeling like I'm just hooked on this one task. I don't have yeah. to doom scroll on Twitter. I'm just here in yep. the moment. I'm not worried about my emails. I'm here in the moment. And I I I I actually really recommend this game. <laughs> I think it's like I think it's like 20, 30 bucks. Go out there, get this yeah. game. It's and, and like I haven't peaceful. touched the the Lara Croft mansion yet, so I don't know how oh, crazy that clean will be. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's, it's it's a lot of fun. The only thing I, I, I'm a little confused by is the soap because you get to sud some areas. Oh, yeah. What about it? I don't know. I just don't feel like it cleans as well as, as, as you think it would. Are you using the right soap for the right surface? Yeah. So, like, you get different soap. You buy different soap. And, like, this they soap's go quick, good for metal. This, yeah. This, and it just doesn't last long. I'm like, I think I should just kind of save my money here. Yeah. Because you get to buy, like, new outfits and new, like, spray guns and, and nozzles and stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think the soap's really worth it. Yeah. I Sometimes when I, like, don't want to aim the smallest uh, water stream at the yeah. really rust rusted out areas. Sure. Because that's the only way to get them out. So I buy some soap. But, All right. Yeah. Enough. But I was also using Power Wash Simulator as a way to escape from Dead Space. Yes! Because uh, I... Started it, I think, last week. Okay. I think I said that on the show. Yeah. Um, because we did Road to Greatness last week. Did, so yeah. Um, I as of recording, I finished it maybe a couple hours ago. Oh. Uh, um. I thought it dragged on a little too much. Okay, fair. I wasn't a huge fan of the 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 later half of the game. I know the, exactly the moment what you're when about. the moment when another ship comes into play. I'm yep. like, eh, yes. Every and like everything kind of. I saw the same hallway multiple times with the mm-hmm. same spot on the two doors on either side, and I felt like maybe this would have been. I think it fell into again. I have no experience with the original. Maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. Yeah, yeah. I think it feels. Similar to what Bluepoint did with Demon Souls, where it is a remake, but they stuck too much with the original formula. Whether if they maybe remade it in a bigger sense, like RE2, maybe that would have done a little bit better things for it. I don't know. So I, I agree with you in 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 the fact the fact that some of the pacing's off. It's like really you gotta I gotta fix this terminal again. Like yeah. That that same got, sort of kind of rooms and whatnot and yeah that got a little silly especially towards the end area where I know a lot of people have problems with the end feeling a bit redundant though I yeah. will say they do try their best to fix a lot of the back portion stuff up where it's okay. a less it's a lot less frustrating I hated um, that one zero G puzzle with the 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 lines I know exactly oh, what you're talking about I, I use YouTube glitch or YouTube video. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't feel like doing this. Love zero G basketball though. Oh, zero G basketball. Fun. Give me, give that me that. Fun. Some person's like, this is the most anxiety I've ever gotten in, in Dead Space. I'm like, really? This is easy. I could do this all day. You know, that's awesome yeah, so that you like, loved it though. Yeah, no, I love the atmosphere. I love the environment. I love the 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 sound and the creepiness of it all. Even though that did wear off yeah. a little bit towards the end there, but it's still one of the best horror games I've played. 
I understand why you love it so much and why everyone yeah. loves it. Then plus that end shot. Oh boy, that was one of the <laughs> best scares of the whole game. <laughs> so good, dude. So I I love that so much. And honestly, we could even go through a deeper dive, like like a spoiler filled deep dive because they do change up the story enough where you're without spoiling it you're in on it on the Ah. remake as opposed to um you're not in in the first game so got it yeah i I love the changes they made here i really do i I dig it yeah all right kyle it's time for flash you just gotta go gotta run fast oh god oh my goodness the angry mob from before they're after us oh god oh god they're trying to fire me jokes on you i don't have a job flash news no i do kind of all right Friend of the show, Bendy Sales, writes in, PlayStation Financial for 2022 quarter three financial results are in. Guess what, Kyle? A whole bunch of stuff is selling. numbers. 7.1 million PlayStation consoles shipped, 86.5 million units of software sold, 20.8 million units of first-party software sold, and think about that, 11 million of those is God of War, or... Close to 11 million of those is God of War. Uh, 62% digital software ratio. That is down quite a, a, a significant amount, a few a few percent down. So you physical media, you know, you're rallying. Uh, 46.4 million PlayStation Plus subscribers, 112 million monthly active users. And the PlayStation 5 has shipped 32.1 million units lifetime kyle playstation is alive and well don't you think sir i thought it was dead no i know i know again a lot of people think we're the most evil corporation whatever yeah no i I, it's you love to see it yeah um and it's wild to see Mm. to bring it back to something that we say every week yeah. How well it's doing without a state of player showcase. How where the future is so uncertain outside of Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine and this Last of Us game. Uh the the multiplayer, like yeah. there's still so much we don't know. And they're trucking. And it's still selling like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Absolutely wild. So good on you, PlayStation. I think they're like we're we want to ship like 19 million this year like they 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 are they fixed their their supply shortage so they're going all in um and it's awesome to see the the year over year growth uh that the PlayStation 5s having so far awesome let's hope in a few months from now when we get this that the uh, VR2 is doing decent that's why I said decent, not well, just decent. <laughs> I hope and I pray. Jedi Survivor gameplay dropped in. Ooh, is it fantastic, man? It's more of what you loved with the things that seemingly were complaints about the original fixed here. If you're interested in all that, IGN has a nine minute breakdown, um, which I, I got to say, the animation work. <laughs> the thing like the thing that I love is like we're seeing Cal really use this lightsaber elegantly of how he uses it. Um that being said too, I would like from what I've seen and this is you can't do it. I would love a pacifist mode cuz there's a po- portion where like this is not a spoiler. Cal pushes a guy off a cliff where he could have just mi- Jedi mind tricked him. Uh. 
Yeah, because Jedi's don't pass exactly, and they don't typically foof, fushiro dam. So, but go check it out. It is gorgeous. All right, Kyle. Uh, the next bit of news: assassins Valala wins first ever video game soundtrack Grammy. If you don't know what we're talking about, the presenter of this Grammy could not pronounce Assassin's Creed or Valhalla, and you say, Joe, you can pr- barely pronounce anything. Why would you make fun of this man? Because it's hilarious. And uh, you know when you... Okay, here's what I immediately thought. You know, like, when you made that dumb mistake in seventh grade and it was embarrassing and you did in front oh. of the whole class like your pants just fell off? Oh, you mean when I had to go read a health essay in front of the health class and a sentence in, I started crying and had to leave the room? Exactly. Yeah, I remember that yeah. very well. <laughs> now imagine that televised worldwide for millions oh. of people to see. I would not I would never show back up to school. And if you don't think that is the most hilarious thing to me, <laughs> don't, you know what? I should get canceled. I am a bad person. But listen, uh, good on you guy out there. He, he, he tried to, sh- he, he shot a shot. He did his best. And I know I couldn't have done better and I would have flubbed the same word, but it ain't me up there. Uh, that said, the composer, Stephanie Ekamu, look at me. See, I just did it. Uh, picked up an award for her work on Dawn of Ragnarok expansion. Her quote as in saying, it's been a big thing and I feel very validated by this community and I'm beyond grateful to be here, Ekamu said. I am honored, especially because this is the first year this category exists. Awesome. I, awesome. I love awesome. that the category exists at the Grammys. Yeah. I hope that they have a more current selection. Yes, because this it, it was a very weird split. Like yes. Ragnarok wasn't eligible this year. They will be next year. Yeah. Like Vanguard was up for for it. It was a hodgepodge of big titles yeah. from at least a year and a half. Hey Kyle, are you holding on to something? Yes. My phone, I guess. Yeah. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront February 6th. Dicey Dungeons on PS5, PS4. Dicey Dungeons. Round Invaders Rush on SR2 on PS5. February 7th, Prison Tycoon under new management on PS5 and PS4. Oh boy. Uh, February 8th. Look at see, I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it. But this is for thousands of people and not millions. So I mean you get this on a weekly thing, so it's really me laughing at myself. Uh Ken Josaku game on PS4. I feel like I nailed it. I feel I think you did too. And it's not like Valhalla. Valhalla just falls off the tongue easy. Uh Mm. the Redress of Mira, PS5 and PS4. Vigor, the last king of days. On PS5, PS4, and February 10th, Hogwarts Legacy on PS5. Ooh-wee, a whole bunch of games, a whole bunch of games. Kyle, it is time for our favorite segment of the night. It's time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah! Ooh, I'm feeling the energy. Uh, Una writes in. Hey there, guys. Hope you both are doing well today. And the hunt for trophies have been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I'm, I'm a digging... little frustrated with a couple. Yeah, yeah, Power Wash Simulator, you think is an easy uh, uh, plot, but it is, it's intensive. I've been digging my teeth into uh, o- Ophelia Sauteret. Uh, I, I got it. I Olympia Sauteret. 
Sorry, you got it. Everybody laughing at Joe now. Uh, totally not because of Aaron Way's voice actor is in it. Uh-oh, I don't think that's true. And not because I'm having trails withdrawals. I think that's also not. I think that's a little fib. And going back to Persona 3 Portable as I wait for Like a Dragon Ishin next week. Oh, I'm so hyped. Both are going well in the progress. My question this week is, what has been a game or series or just standalone that you once had a perfect playthrough you thought it was going to be hard to replay again? I finally finished Mass Effect Legendary playthrough the other day, and it was so... Per- uh, sorry. And so I... My and perfect... it was my perfect shepherd. <laughs> Look at me do it again. Thank you. That I thought to myself, I was going to be. It was going to be a hard playthrough of the trilogy again. So I throw the ball over to you guys. What game has been hard to replay after the perfect playthrough? I I always find games hard to replay. I really yeah. have to love you to go back in and like Bloodborne, easy. Elden Ring, easy. But like. Other games, I'm like, I beat you. I went through it. I don't know if I can do it again. As it, because now that now that I know the loop and I mastered the loop, me yeah. having to go back from from scraps, it's hard. I I will say I after from it. just playing the FF7 remake DLC uh, last week. I thought about just doing the base game all over again. Okay. And I probably will when it comes to the second game, whenever that happens. <laughs> Definitely not this year, Ryan. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know if I have the willpower to do it because I just know how long that is. Fair. And, and playing it on easy is just like, well, what's the point then? Yeah. I already beat it on hard. Going to easy is just like kind of going through the motions at some point. So like, I mean, even like Dead Space, like I love it so much, but man, that was a gauntlet, especially towards the end, where it's just like, do I, do I have the strength to beat this twice? Like, I know I can, but like, yeah, do I have the strength? I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. You know, hey Kyle, do you mind reading the next uh, the next question for me? Of course, uh, Kai Grim, PSL heavy hitter, writes in question for the show. I have been waiting for the last six to eight months for Hogwarts Legacy to come out. I got the feeling during that time that I was either coasting through every other game I played other than Mass Effect just to pass the time by. Now that it's here, I'm not only happy, it's been everything I could want, but what is it like for you guys to be sitting back waiting for the game you've been waiting for to come Mm. out? And how do you cope with the feeling of coasting through other games and almost feeling like they don't get the attention they deserve until your game comes out? What is the feeling that you get when your game finally is here? Does the excitement go up even more, or does your impulse go down once you're playing? I always get this feeling around the, the time games like GTA or Red Dead Redemption come out. Brings me back to the feeling like a teenage again. Yeah. By the way, I'm very excited for MLB The Show this year, too. Heck yes. Heck yes. I think for me, it becomes real like the month before release. Like once we, we start talking about weeks and not months, that's when I get actually amped for it. So like good example is... The, the edge controller, right? Which ah, I've been okay. showing everybody. Look at this bad boy. Look at this. She's so beautiful. <laughs> it, it, it lasts six to seven hours. It's great. Um, I love when I put that on, online. People are like, I doubt it. No, you're, you're saying that, but <laughs> why would I lie? It's, uh, whatever. Uh, but like, I got really excited the, when it, it became a reality. It's like, oh, a week from now, I get to have an elite equivalent. This, I'm excited. Sign me up. Uh, Ragnarok. A few weeks before, I think like week three, I'm like, all right, I'm in. 
I'm legitimately excited. But for me, if like it's months out, don't get me wrong, I'm excited, but I'm I'm like this level of excitement where like I could still play other games. Um, I think the the other thing that I have is like I get game paralysis after I beat a game. It's really hard for me to start another game. Mm. I I I have the opposite effect where a week or two leading up, like Ragnarok, mm-hmm. nothing was clicking. I mm-hmm. only want all I wanted to do was to play Ragnarok. Yes, and so like I didn't want to play a long game because that's exactly not, that's actually exactly it's not Ragnarok. Problem. Yeah, it's like I I so I I I get into that same thing like uh, Kai Grimm was saying where. He was so excited for Hogwarts. It's here, but everything else was just like, this isn't Hogwarts. Yeah. So, like, very similar to Ragnarok. Last of Us Part Two was a huge one. Just like, I just give Final Fantasy Seven Remake, right? Like, when that came out, that was at the beginning of lockdown. Yeah. And my pre order was stuck in a GameStop store that wasn't open. And, and I was sad. Yeah. <laughs> Until you gifted me a digital version because, like, that ain't was gonna let you wait exactly so yeah. the the that feeling of like oh i don't know when i'm ever gonna play it but it's out there and i already have it paid for and i just want to play the thing my excitement yeah. it's very hard for me to take that excitement and put it towards something else in the moment yeah i'm actually the same it's not even different same exact thing so like i'm playing hogwarts and i'm really digging it but i also know that like a dragon ishing comes out but I though I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong. I know I can wait a little bit on that game. Where like to me, I'm like Hogwarts has to get done now before PSVR two, and it has to be done by by the time Wulong comes out because yeah. that's what I'm going to be invested in that month. And thank God Wulong's coming out because uh, in March in in Jedi was pushed back till April because I would not be able to play like Wulong because <laughs> I'm like I got a week. For yeah, <laughs> for yeah, Jedi, yeah. and then I have a week for uh, RE4. So like, there's just there's so many games that it that I mean that happened cycling. last February where Horizon and Eldering were like right on top of each other, yeah. and <laughs> I was so excited for Horizon, could not wait to play, and I put a ton of time into it. Eldering came out that consumed me, consumed. and then it took me so long to get back to Horizon because. Yeah. I already forgot the 20 hours or so that I played. Or a person of the year of which the game of the generation came out. That game is Eldering. I'll say it here. I'll say it loud. I'll say it proud. Savoy Prime writes, question for the show. Do you think Sony's flagship... Sorry. Who do you think Sony's flagship studio uh, that isn't Naughty Dog is? And why is it Insomniac? I think Insomniac's a great answer. Here's the I thing. think it is the answer. They're all great, right? They're all fantastic. We really, we really got. Think about it, guys. We An really have. We got like the Porsche of of video game studios here. Like this is like, I I and again, why I'm a PlayStation fan. Though, I mean, like, Insomniac is is S tier. Naughty Dog is S tier. Santa Monica is S tier. Sucker like, Punch. Sucker Punch S tier. Ben Studios S tier. Like they're all incredibly talented studios at what they've been able to do, uh, and and they're they all have their own specific niches that they fill. That to me, I mean, it, it just comes down to personal preference. Like Insomniac, like dude, 
Spider-Man, Ratchet, like they got games and, and it seemingly like they got a million people working at it because it seems like every year they got something for us. Mm-hmm. But like, think about Santa Monica. They literally made one of the greatest games ever made and then one of the best sequels ever made right on top of that. With God yeah. of War. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, there's, there's so much you can, you can, you could toss here and say it's, it's, it's mine, but. It ain't bad. Insomniac's a great choice. That makes sense. That Overdrive too. Come on, look at High Five Rush. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Come on, we could do it. Come on. We could do it, and we could do it ten times better. You know that. You know that. I know that. Xbox knows that. Phil knows that. He's quivering in his boots. He's on CMA. Please, 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 please. You don't get it. They're gonna put out Sunset Overdrive too. They're gonna put me out of goddamn business. Let me buy Activision Blizzard. This is the only thing that'll stop Sunset Overdrive Two from just taking over the world. I need this. Daddy needs this. Papa Phil needs this. He said it to him. He shook Mr. CMA. He said, Daddy, pa- Papa Phil needs. He said, Papa Phil has his needs. Oh, Daddy, Papa Phil. <laughs> The Green Gorilla Gamer writes, Sup, please? Continuing the trend of The Last of Us questions. Also, love hearing you guys' takes on what you want to see remade. I'll be jumping back into the Left Behind DLC in the next few days, and I'm also booting up the PS4 and PS3 to give factions a shot to get those sweet num-num trophies. Oh, go to hell. Uh, That was one for you, Kyle, but I felt physically sick typing it. Okay, you're back on my side. Out of The Last of Us 1, 2, Left Behind Factions, which is your favorite and why? And of course, no spoilers, Joe. Santa Claus is real. The Easter Bunny is real. Don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise. Okay? I love this this change. People got me. Oh, I'm such a bad... <laughs> can, I say, can I say something? I was on stream with Sean and he brought his kids in. And they're like, oh, hey, you can no. say anything. I, I was, I was on the edge. I'm like, do I want to lose a friendship today? And it was, it was like, do I want to lose a friendship for a laugh? Do I want to lose a friendship for a laugh? No. So close. And Uh Lincoln had this dumb look on his face. (laughs) And I wanted to spoil it for him. You know? Cute kids though, Sean. Cute kids. They get it from their mother. All right. Uh, left behind for me is is my favorite oh, piece of, of hold on he also wrote much love you guys oh, i'm sorry. having a shit few days so just been oh. a bunch of patreon episodes made me laugh a lot so oh, thanks thank you thank you thank you i'm sorry i almost missed that uh thank it's that means a lot because i too have had some rough days and also green girl listen it's been a busy couple of days for me we will cut we will sit down we will play some fortnites all right Ooh we uh i hear they got darth vader Again, we got we got Goku and he's yelling <laughs> Spanish. Um, Left Behind is my favorite, like little story in The Last of Us. Uh, yeah. Ooh man, when that episode comes out, remember no spoilers. It is it is gonna devastate me. Yeah, it is. Um... <laughs> it's my whole soul, and that's not a spoiler because The Last of Us is just a devastating experience that we love, and and that's why I'm having a hard time here. Yeah, because like I view all this just under the umbrella of The Last of Us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a jokey thing, and like, stop sitting on the fence, Kyle. It just it only says part one, part two, but they're different things. Yeah. It's the same giant story, and it's hard for me to separate them. 
sure. uh, left behind as well. Factions is terrific. And I, oh, I also forgot to add. So if anyone else is wondering, yeah. Muffin Mon, Kevin uh, told Ainsworth, yeah. in Discord that um, the PS3 servers are shut down for fashion, factions. Ooh, yeah. So you can't get those trophies. So just a heads up for everybody. Games of service, BB. Um, let's go. Factions is terrific because it made okay. me love a multiplayer game. But I, I, I truly just love the first game so much. Fair. So I gotta say that. All right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. Uh, oh, Kyle, this is this is a question that you're going to read because oh, I feel oh, like geez. there's only one I, person. See, that now can get I'm. The cadence. No, I'm gonna offend people with my attempt at a southern accent. <laughs> Good old Texan accent. All right, roll it up. Okay. Roll it up, Kyle. Oh, God. I won't get into it. We'll see. We'll see you how can, it works. I mean, all you need is the cadence. You don't even have to do the voice if you don't okay. want. You just need the cadence. Hey, guys. Long time listener. First time writer. As you probably know, Stone Cold ET likes whooping ass. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> Lately, Stone Cold ET has been whooping the Foot Clan's ass in Shredder's Revenge and the Cowabunga Collection. So what are your favorite games to whoop ass in? Can I get a hell yeah? Oh, hell yeah. Brother. <laughs> what? See, I, 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 yeah, I don't know the attitude era, so I know of Stone Cold. I he I know got he what but... over as a chant, Joe. After yeah. every line he would say, he would go what, and then the crowd would <laughs> say what. Simpler times, it's man. Wild. Simpler times. Remember, we were mad at a president for you know the definition of is. Remember that? Simpler times. Simpler times. Uh, favorite <sighs> game to whoop ass. Remember when we thought Pokemon was Satan? Simpler no, times. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Like I know Dungeons and Dragons back in the day would led to witchcraft. Yeah, no, no, no. I remember Devil there was like Satan a whole big it. push. My mother was yeah. worried about Pokemon being satanic. Wow, that's yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. Listen, don't, don't, we should have your mom react to what Cubone really is <laughs> <laughs> and see what she has to say about that. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite game to whip ass in, Joe? Honestly, dude, you put you put me in a Call of Duty match. I get really mm. toxic, but I'm gonna deliver. You're you're one of the best I'm, Call of Duty players I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty disgusting, and um, again, pretty toxic. You know, uh, another game that I feel very competent in. You put me in Bloodborne. I can I could see you from front to back in in about six hours. Mm. Elden Ring. I can I I can mollywop some fools now. That's not even a that's not even a question. So you put me in a from software thing, I think I'm gonna I, I I can handle myself. You put you put a a pixel gun in my hand and I'm gonna I'm gonna desert storm this thing. Oh jeez. Yeah. So my answer is not an action. Over in game a week. Or... <laughs> <laughs> the caffeine's still in me, Kyle. Sorry. My my answer to this question isn't a game that involves action or fighting or anything. So mm-hmm. it's a weird take to uh, for me to say this for whooping ass, but I love destroying the hell out of a drum track in Rock Band. Ooh. Playing the drums in Rock Band, I've yet to find somebody better than I. Oh, it's been a very long time, so I would need a lot of practice if I were to be challenged. But. uh I used to play that game for like hours every day throughout college to the point where the suites next door, because I lived in a building all suites. There were six of us in a suite. Yeah. 
other people on the floor would bang on the door and be like, can you not? You've been playing all day. Don't you have homework or something you've been studying for? Like, what are you doing? I got uh, I got a tour, bro. I got a tour. Listen, got a tour, this, iron, this iron bladder trophy is not going to get itself. All right. Are you going to come slap the bass or what? <laughs> Listen, I need some vocals. Yeah. Let's go. Do you come got on. the chops? Get your weed sweater in here. Let's go. Let's do this. Come on. I join next... Join next dye. three miles and let's, you know, hang out. That was my it's, band name in Rock Band. It's tie-dye. It's crocheted in your grandma's couch cushion fabric. I know what it is. You all know what we, it is. I, you all know what it I smells know, like. I know you know the words to Buddy Holly. So exactly. get on in here and let's go. <laughs> you want to know? You Okay. Before we leave, here's, here's something because you mentioned music and stuff. You know, it's yeah. been a lot of like serotonin for me. I, huh. I've been, there's like this one person that goes on Omegle, not what you think, and he plays guitar and like sings for people. Yeah. And honest to God, I, I, I wish I could I could find him right now. Uh seeing people's reaction of like, oh my God, this guy can sing and he can sing good. Yeah. And like it's like a whole bunch of stuff, like pop, rock, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like hearing seeing the genuine excitement out of people and then like happiness that there's music brings them. Yeah, I, I I love that. That that actually gives me the same tone that I need to survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Kyle, that's been the trophy room this week. I can I just say something? What a yeah. great week to have a new overlay, new logo, uh, new design, yeah. new everything. You know, it's great. I felt good about this episode. Yeah, I felt good about it. I'm uh, gonna have to edit go. a few parts because the gosh dang internet connection. But other than that, I think yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Great. yeah. Before we go, for everyone listening, reminder: the Last of Us. New episode is this Friday night. Well, we should put that in the media tab next time. We we should have. I mm-hmm. just remember that now. Uh, Super Bowl is Sunday. They're putting mm-hmm. it on Friday night instead. Just FYI, in case go. you didn't know. Uh, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get the hell on out of here? Uh, myself, Mr. K-Step, pretty much everywhere. You can follow the indie game coverage I do at 61indie.com, S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E. If you're going to PAX East, uh, come say hi. I'm on a panel video game trivia, uh, which Joe and I have done previously. I'll be there on stage 7.30 p.m. Oh, God, Friday night. I should have probably checked that. Ooh. But, yeah, come say hi. I'd love to see your face and give you a hug. When's Paxis again? I'm sorry. The twenty Thursday, the 23rd to that Sunday, whatever day that is. Of February. March. Oh, March. Okay. Cool beans. And you can find me over at Mr. Babbitt. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room. And if you like what you hear, please, please, please. Again, what I said is true. Got a little bit of hate rate on us. I hurt my soul a little bit. I'm like, oh, geez, guys, come on. Really relax. Uh, please head on over to Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars there. If you like what you hear, if you come each and every week um, you know, to this show, who uh, please, 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 it really does help us out. I'm going to not laugh, Kyle. All right? I, I know I made that induendo. I'm powering through it. Uh, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast service of choice. Or if you're watching on the VOD version on YouTube, look at all these cool graphics. Look at, oh my God, the sacred symbols, they're moving left to right, maybe right to left eventually. Who knows? Uh, please like, share, subscribe, share this out to folks. Uh, it really does help us grow this channel. And uh, please follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. It's the reason why you're going to get some cool post-show coverage that you're about to hear right Yeah. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep your wits about you, keep hunting, keep playing PlayStation. See you guys.
Bye. I love you.